0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Classic Elder Scrolls Night. I am your humble host and fellow Tamrielic traveler, Ivarwin. And I have with me John Supa, the community manager here at Quest Gaming Network. Hi, everyone. Glad to be here. And more queue of Tamriel, our other illustrious other illustrious uh, QGN community manager sorry i had to read that sign there
1: <laughs> hey up my ducks. you're back with me moraqu here in cyriddit
0: oh, that's right we're uh, we're playing oblivion tonight and uh believe it or not we're actually doing something different we have a uh bit of a format for you podcast format and you'll be finding this on our uh, elder scrolls off the record feed as well so if you if you missed tonight live do not worry we've got you covered on our feed um so so gee whiz folks what are what are we going to cover well i'll I'll tell you one thing we're not going to cover um what's that going to
2: be john We will not be talking Elder Scrolls Online here. That's right. This is classic Elder Scrolls night.
0: And uh, as far as anything goes, Elder Scrolls Off the Record uh, is, is a full Elder Scrolls podcast. We talk about any game, but right now the big thing is, is Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, we will be continuing to report on Elder Scrolls Online. But uh, many of you have weighed in. And had said, "Hey, what about, what about all that awesome Skyrim and Oblivion coverage and Morrowind coverage you guys were doing? What, whatever happened to that?" And well, the thing is, is that you know things with with Elder Scrolls sort of got big uh, with Elder Scrolls Online. Things got big, and we got to cover it. Um, but that sort of leaves the rest of the games in the lurch, and Classic Elder Scrolls Night is going to to pick up the slack, and we're turning it into a, a bit of a podcast. So you'll see all the awesome uh, in-game stuff right here on on YouTube and on Twitch. and on the podcast, you're going to see or listen to rather, uh, our discussions. Uh, but what you will not hear you will not hear anything about Elder Scrolls online. Uh, each week, we're now going to present some topics to to discuss from the Elder Scrolls forums. John is going to present a mod of the week. And Maury is going to be presenting a random book from one of the uh what was it, the Imperial Library, Maury?
1: Yes, yeah, the the Imperial Library. I'll um I'll post a link when I go when we start it. Yeah. So people can head over there.
0: Uh we got all that for you and more for the next two hours. So so strap in. We're going to be talking some Elder Scrolls, and and we're we're starting off uh, tonight, one of the first topics we're going to talk about is, what would you like, would you like to see hunger, thirst, and temperature in Elder Scrolls games? We're also going to be talking about level scaling in the context of, should it be kept in Elder Scrolls games, and also... What do you wish to see in the next Elder Scrolls games? And we've got uh, forum coverage these, these comes directly from the forums, so we're going to be weighing in on this, and you can also go to the Elder Scrolls forums and uh, discuss the topics right there with the original poster as well And if you do that, just mention us, and uh, we'll be happy <laughs> um, As you can see right now, I'm, I'm in-game trying to find a, a bed for me to sleep in, because I'm about to level up
1: Oh, cool! I, I remember last week you was going to kill some guy. Have uh, you, you was going to restart it uh, this week? To you had to go somewhere else, new to kill him, I think. Yeah. Because last week you killed his wife, and that failed. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit of a fail, if I can't remember.
0: Yeah, I eventually got it though, but yeah, it was it was pretty hysterical. So, um, oh. We had, yeah, I know. I wanted to just touch on real quick. Was, um, yeah, today is uh today is today is uh, Freitas, Evening Star the twenty seventh. However, however, this week we had Saturalia, which was Evening Star the twenty fifth, and that is the New Life Festival. Comes a few days early in Wayrest with Saturalia, traditionally held on the twenty fifth of Evening Star originally a holiday for a long-forgotten god of debauchery, it has become a time of gift-giving, parties, and parading. The visitors are encouraged to participate, and this comes from the Elder Scrolls, the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages.
1: I like in the sound of uh, Lord of Debauchery.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would like the Lord of Debauchery, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Come on. In Skyrim, right Scar- right. the most interesting quest is the one for sanguine's rose it's amazing and that's pretty much debauchery and stuff and which quest is that for the sanguine rose it's the one where you randomly meet Mr. Sanguavine in a uh, tavern in Tamriel and he challenges you to a drink drinking contest and then you wake up in Markarth and And you have to do a whole quest where you've sold a sheep to a giant and all this kind of stuff (laughs) And then you you randomly go to a, uh, a dungeon near Windhelm, I believe, and uh, you kill a load of mages, and then there's like a special portal where you go through, almost like going through the like Alice in Wonderland kind of looking glass type thing, and uh, end up talking to Mr. Sanguine, the Daedric Lord.
0: Yeah, I remember that. I had a lot of people uh, emailing that uh, when... They were finding that quest. Just saying, you know, oh my god, this is hysterical! It's the funniest quest. You guys have to check it out. I think someone had even said that it reminded them of the Hangover
2: in yeah. Skyrim. Yeah, <laughs> I- I'm with them. It is the Skyrim Hangover, and it is that is one of the funnier quests to do because you you basically, I think in the beginning, you wake up in a temple. But- Somehow last night you had gone into and more or less defiled, and they're like, "You got to clean this stuff up
1: before <laughs> exactly, we yeah. tell you anything." The one uh, I think it's the um, the Temple of Debella in Markarth.
0: Hmm. Um. All right, let's uh, let's let's present our first our first topic here. We've got um, let's see, level scaling. In the context of should we keep it? Now this came from Zero Beat, who um, puts a poll up on Elder Scrolls, excuse me, on uh, the ElderScrolls.com forums, um, and and basically here is here is the forum post. Zero Beat says, so we've had time to absorb this feature, and it has it has uh, it's had two iterations in two test games, Oblivion and Skyrim. I'm not sure, but I don't think Morrowind had it. If someone could confirm that for me, it would be appreciated. So this thread is simply to discuss the general opinion on this feature. In my opinion, maybe it's time to do away with level scaling. First off, it affected store items and loot items, and it's a bit lame to me. Shopkeepers barely keep a steel sword in stock, and all of a sudden at level 40, you have ebony swords in stock. Yeah, great. Where were these swords earlier? The same goes for loot. Basically, it gives you a feeling of, the world revolves around you. No one gets stronger unless you do. Secondly, I mean, I don't mean to come off right out and say it, but I guess I have to, it just seems sort of lazy. Now I'm not sure if, of all the technical aspects and such, but that it just that's just what it says to me. I mean, I'm not sure how hard they would, it would be to say, in quotes, this type of enemy populates this dungeon at this level, end quote. But hey, like I said, if it's harder than that, then feel free to flame away. And then he ends off by saying, "Not sure this had to do with scaling the uh, not sure this has to do with scaling, but enemy variety was weak as well, mostly in Skyrim. Bandits, draugr, dra- dragons. Honestly, you could probably rename Skyrim and it'd still be a pretty accurate description of the game." So, what's your opinions? And then he puts up a poll, and out of 143 voters, 33 of them had said, yes, keep the level scaling. But a whopping 96 people said, no, don't keep it. Get rid of level scaling in Elder Scrolls games. And 14 weighed in, saying, I'm undecided.
1: (laughs) Yeah, taking the fifth, I believe, is the term. So,
0: So, what do you think,
2: John? Um... I'm with a uh, crowd that's saying no. Uh, I'd like to see level scaling removed. I, I kind of think he's onto something here uh, when he's talking about how all the shops and the different loot items that you can get in the beginning of the game are all the same. That's fine if it's because you're fighting the same kind of enemies, but I think because they had such a small amount of, you know different sort of enemies, they kind of had to go this route. So it would be a matter of them increasing the amount of enemies you face and making the loot, uh you know, the loot tables specific to those enemies and having them populate the dungeons at certain levels, like he said. Um, all stuff very doable. I think it does take a little bit more time, but it is something I would like to see uh going forward. I know, and as far as, like he says in Morrowind, I don't believe that was the case. In Morrowind, if you ended up in a certain place... That place was our. The enemies in that place were a certain level, and you kind of had to deal with it, kind of like in Fallout. And I believe this is something that they changed to kind of make it easier for you to get into the games, because if you do go wandering off, you're not punished.
0: All right. What about you, Morikyu? Uh,
1: honestly, I'm maybe a little bit more with keep level scaling. You know, one of the one of the things he was have seen in the post is, yeah, you know, the you know people are selling steel swords for up to a certain level and then it goes up. But if if you could go and buy a ebony sword at level ten, then what um, what inspiration have you got to say I need to get my crafting up, you know, I need to get my smithing up to, to be able to craft ebony? Other than the fact is you can make it twice as good. So if if you get a ebony blade straight away, then you're going to pretty much kill everything. we with, you know, without very little uh, effort, really. In fact, uh, we've been watching John play um, Skyrim, and he's got a mod follower, and she started out with an ebony bow, an ebony sword. And like he was running around at level five, and she was just coming and one-shotting things. Hmm. So I think you have to be really careful with the loot and that. And as well, like I say, it it really does limit your um, your need of crafting. If you can get a dragon bone sword at level twelve, well, um... I mean, wouldn't it
2: be a that? Wouldn't that be a problem of the game design not fitting? Wouldn't that be like? They did not set the value in gold correctly for an ebony sword. If you're able to get it at level 10 and it's too powerful to have at level 10, I mean, that's something that they could solve. That's a balancing thing that you could find out during testing. Is Okay, all this guy had to do is go run and kill 10 cave bears and get their pelts, and it you know wasn't the hardest thing for him to do in the world. So instead, we need to raise the price of an ebony sword to blank. Right. Yeah, I
1: mean, even though there is level scaling in the game, I mean, if you get to level fifty, you're still going to one shot a, a wolf and a bear. Generally, you know, on on this is talking, um, like, standard setting, like adept. When you got a legendary, it's still going to take you fifteen shots with an ebony bow, as it would um on a normal kind of setting. But think so, to like a. A JRPG.
2: I mean, in a JRPG, sometimes the stores, all the items will be there, but the prices are so astronomically high, there's no way you can afford that great item in the beginning. So even if you were to go just grind fights, if you're only making, you know, 10 gold a fight in the early goings, well, I mean, you're not going to be really, able to save up.
0: Are we really talking a question here about about items, or is this really more about how do? How do how to make the world accommodate your exploration?
1: Yeah, that's also a good point. I y you, you know unless they are gonna section you off, like say perhaps in a game that shall not be named yeah. um how can you how can you have an open world place where there are parts so you so you can't go to Riften straight away and start the Thieves Guild.
0: I mean, essentially this that's what the game would turn into. If you if you turn around and say, Alright, so we're taking away level scaling. No longer will will the game support a feature where if you walk into an area, that area will will scale with you. It'll find out what level you are, and then it'll just you know, scale down or scale up to whatever you are and provide appropriate challenges. Um, If you get rid of that, all right, so then, you know, you can buy items in areas and have that be appropriate for your level. um, But at the same time, you're also stuck in that area because you can go to areas that are your level, You can go to areas that are below your level, but you can't go to areas that are higher level than you. And whereas in in Oblivion and Skyrim, that does exist, but not in such dramatic um, not in such a dramatic way where damn, I had a lockpicks again, son of a bitch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shocker. Uh, Yeah, I mean, mean, like, definitely. I mean, you know if you start Skyrim game you're not going to run up and start hitting a, a giant at level 2 because it's still going to end you
0: right but the fact is is that you can still get in some areas that at some point doesn't wasn't necessarily built for your level specifically but it will it will change around you and you know that's going to happen so it opens up your ability to wander around the game and not be stuck to just one one particular area of the game because you know everything else is just way too much way too too high level for you.
2: So O'Barwin, um, I posed a question to the chat room as we are live streaming this and uh, Okay. Got a few responses from them. Um C-Spin Von Biscuit says, I'd prefer if they eliminated level scaling. There's some places you simply have no business being in at a if you're a low level. Uh, i e in Skyrim if you weren't level scaled you would be suicidal going down into the reach or down dwemer ruins if you were under level fifteen or so sure um d v d says i say they should tweak it a little, keep the level uh upping but have the hostiles have random levels so one guy over here is level ten, but the other guy is level twenty five yeah i sort of i sort
0: of think that's that's what Skyrim is almost exactly
1: yeah because i mean if you like fight a bandit bandit you know they are they are full generally of the regular bandits, bandit plunderers and then bandit chiefs bandit chiefs are the guys, especially when you get around level fifteen twenty that are rocking the, the Nordic steel armor which is, which by the way is the best looking armor in skyrim, but it's, that it's also really strong and they are really hard to take on you know they're generally coming at you with a Nordic greatsword and they'll they'll end you. <laughs> but Wait, yeah, regular what, bandits you can kill quite easily.
0: What armor is is the best in Skyrim?
1: The uh, Nordic steel, which is the one that kind of looks like a bear, okay, like yeah. um, dark and shiny as well.
0: Yeah, it's I, it's I would best. agree. I thought you were talking about the the other the uh, the other Nordic armor,
1: ancient Nordic.
0: Yeah, which yeah. I, I don't like the helm. Yeah me either,
1: yeah, no. So yeah. Uh, uh They are right, but yeah, I mean the same as in um Like when you can const- when you start dungeons, you'll get Draga, Draugga and um the kind of mage Draga ones. But then when you get higher level, that's when you start getting the Draga Death Lords and things.
2: Oh, and it,
1: I, I don't it. think they Generate in every single um, dungeon at lower level, but I think they're probably more prevalent in later ones.
2: No, lower level, you're running into the draugr. Oh, are they the ones that can cast like the frost spell and whatnot?
0: So, in closing, guys, what do you think? You think? Do you think they should get rid of the, the, the level scaling? Do you think they should keep it?
1: Personally, I think they should keep it because, well, especially with with our Oblivion and Skyrim play, is you would lose a lot of the exploration, which a lot of people really love in Elder Scrolls games.
0: What about you, John? What do you think?
2: Um... I say they keep it, maybe do a little bit more with those um those stronger characters, maybe having a little more areas where they spawn and a little a couple more unique enemies that you find in these areas might like, to kind of spice it up that do make you yeah sure you can explore, but to get to the core of it, you know you'll need to bulk up a bit mm.
0: i i agree i I sort of feel like um if they take it out it's going to it's going to take something out of elder scrolls that has it's inherently elder scrolls has always you know people always wanted to have be a part which is just freedom to to walk around and i think you you would lose far more than you would gain if you were to take something like that out um the other thing too about this guy's uh, this guy's question, um, let's see if we can find it again here. Yeah, zero beat regarding level scaling. He he said that uh, a variety variety of, of enemies. He said Skyrim is mainly bandits, draugr, and dragons. Honestly, you could probably rename Skyrim that and still get a pretty accurate description of the game. So he was probably he was saying that you know you could rename Skyrim. Bandits, drugger, and dragons, and still be accurate representation of the game. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, I mean, I, uh, I would, I would just say, you know, with the addition of Solstheim, that changed. Uh, but even in Solstheim, you know, you did have pretty much the same kind of enemies in that in the in the Dragonborn uh, DLC. I mean, uh, do you? Have you ever felt, Maury, have you ever felt while playing Skyrim that the the enemies were repetitive?
1: Uh, maybe only in as far as it's the areas that you go into that those are the places that they would be. I mean, you know, if you go up to the top of um, Skyrim, you've got bears, wisps, the, um, hawkers uh, the ice fox the ice wraiths uh, then obviously when Dawn God come out there's a lot more vampires there's a lot more Roman werewolves uh, uh, you've got down near the reach yeah I suppose the Forsworn are bandits in some respect but they are you know there are different tiers and standard of Forsworn. You've also got the Hag Ravens. Uh, yeah. I think I think there's quite I think there's quite a variety, uh, in my my opinion. There's a variety of enemies. Um, but I mean, if you're going into a crypt, what what do you expect to find down there? You know, there's going to be drugger
0: <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily expect to find uh, you know an elephant. Uh, exactly. Chilling in a yeah. crypt. <laughs>
1: The, the pink elephant, you know, doing the wrecking ball song from uh, Oh God, Miley Cyrus, But well, yeah, you know. have to
0: bring that up. Boy, I'll yeah, tell you. To... Incidentally, that the description of that lockpick was
2: right on. That was hard. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I kind of I feel the same as this guy does. Um I feel that there isn't enough variety. Yeah, you're you're picking up a few, and really, in in some areas, you have the Hag Ravens that are in addition the Forsworn. Um, but really, everything else is just a morph of the wolf. Like, you get the ice wolf, you get the troll and the ice troll, and the, the bear, the cave bear. Mm. Um, but but they're all, they're all morphs, and there's several morphs for Draugr, several morphs for bandits. Uh, you occasionally run into a thief on the road. But I feel there's not enough, like, unique, like, named uh, NPCs that you run into in your travels that just wish you ill will. Well, I, I mean, want more I- people to hate me.
1: In the like ten, ten or twelve dragon priests that are in there. There is the the dude called the Ebony Warrior, which spawns at level eighty four or something.
2: Right, there's the, but I don't, I don't think there's enough because I mean, in this this huge world that you're playing in, and they want you to feel, I, I feel like they can populate it a little bit more than they are, and enemies are a little sparse.
0: Do you think maybe it's if that's the case? How on earth did I end up all the way up there <laughs> uh, Do you think that maybe it's it's there it's a victim the game is a victim of its setting that maybe you know because i mean look at look at skyrim you know i mean there there's not there can't be a tremendous amount of variety in wildlife living in a in a place like that
1: exactly right? I, that's that's exactly what I think is I mean, the case
0: it's very i mean it's very cold there um I mean, I, I would think that you could have a variety of, of wildlife, but nothing that would really pose, like, a significant threat. I mean, look at Alaska. You've got pretty much the same kind of, of animals in, in Alaska, and then you've got, like, you know, prairie dogs and mice and all different kinds of rodents and all that. And I don't know if there's prairie dogs in
2: Alaska, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean, but if you if you really look at Skyrim, I mean climate and temperature-wise, there is variety to there. Like, you go into the rift and snow goes away. Mm-hmm. That's very true. It, even in the, the holds of White Run, other than the mountaintops, I mean, it, it's not covered in snow.
1: Well, talking about, like, just let's just stick to kind of wildlife. What what kind of wildlife would you expect to see in in Skyrim? Bears? Foxes? Wolves. Spiders. Yeah. Uh, mooses.
0: Mo- moose-eye. Moose
1: moose-eye. Moose? Moose. Is it moose-eye? Mooses. It's moose. Mooses. Okay. Mooses. So, so, so. Yeah. Mooses, so, so. like, <laughs> what, what really more can they do? You know, it's not like, you know, it's not like going over to Morrowind where there's silt striders or all these kind of things. So... I think they were limited to what they can actually add. Yeah, I mean you have got the Falmer; they're they're a very thingy, the co- and the cut sh- and the Chorus, I call them Chorus, and then they added obviously the Chorus uh, Hunters uh, with some of the DLC. Uh, I think they've got the right uh, creatures in there and the right baddies. So, to, if, uh, I mean,
0: if they in the next Elder Scrolls game, I mean, would you would you be willing to, you know, see it maybe put in a different setting to maybe allow for a far more variety? Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, I'd yeah. hope so.
0: I mean, because let's say they put it in elsewhere. I mean, that place is a jungle. Yeah. God knows what's. in yeah, elsewhere.
1: I, I, would, I would. I would. I would. That would be amazing. All the different kind of. Khajiit, I think it'd be called Khajiit, wouldn't it? I guess? Hmm. But that—that that, I think that would be really good. Um, and, and like, even if they did it in Valenwood, there's I think there's so much. Or even Black Marsh, Black Marsh—they can go to town on that, or the different kind of swamp creatures that they could do.
0: I would, I would very much like to see something in Valenwood.
2: You know, and yeah. that's that's kind of a point, like you say, you know all the different swamp creatures they can do, I mean, they have this license on this fantasy world, and, and it's populated by a lot of stuff that either I've already seen in a fantasy setting or um, you know exists in the real world. So I, I just I'd like to see them play with their lore a little bit more and kind of you know build flesh the world out a little more.
0: I agree to that. I think there's so much regarding the lore. Of these games that they haven't even I, I really don't even think that the world of Nern, not just Tamriel, ha, they haven't even scratched the surface of
2: this. Wouldn't you love a Cimmerillion-esque Elder Scrolls book that kind of yes. has that kind of depth into the lore of, you know, the, the mythos as to where the Dwemer went and where the Falmer come from? That would that would be absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, that that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, I would definitely be into. I just got, like I said, um, my my uh, Christmas gift to my myself, or I should say my uh, Saturalia gift <laughs> to, <laughs> to myself was uh my my Audible account, and I, I hell I enjoy Audible so much that I'm actually looking to uh, to get them as a as a network sponsor. Um, we'll see how that goes. But the fact is, is that I know that the Elder Scrolls books are on, are on there.
2: Yes, that was a, that was a little surprise. Me and Maury found out ourselves uh, yesterday when we were taking a look at audible.com. Yeah. And I actually intend, I I believe I have a free credit kicking around in there somewhere. So I'm going to, I plan to use one to pick up one of the books.
0: Cool. Yeah, they, they, uh, I mean, I've been, I've been sucking up uh, Star Wars Old Republic books like like a fiend <laughs> on that, but um, I I mean if they if they did that, I mean I would love to listen to something like that on, you know, on my my little uh my little account there, and Oof. that'd be amazing. It'd be so great because, like you said, I mean, there's just there's thousands of years worth of just history and lore. I mean, they they keep a guy on staff. Just to sort of you know write stories and be a part of the lore and, and remember the lore and you know they're their lore master. <laughs> That's amazing to me.
1: Yeah, I mean that I, I don't know any other game franchise that does that. I'm sure there are some, but not that I know. Yeah, of.
0: probably Blizzard. Probably Blizzard has has. Um, so I think Mike Morheim might be there. One of his many job functions. I might act. I might. I think might actually be. Like a lore.
2: No, no. what would you say has a deeper uh, universe, a more fleshed out universe? World of Warcraft, which has quite a few books written under its belt um, to accompany the games and the, the multiple expansions. But do you think these Elder Scrolls games are big enough and with all the different books that each title brings uh, fleshed out more than World of Warcraft?
0: From what I know, after after playing World of Warcraft for seven years, um, I don't know everything about, about the lore. Um, there are people out there that do, and they say that it's extremely rich. I believe it. Um, but just by virtue of this game, having many, many books in all their games... Talking about many different eras, many different subjects, many different people in those eras. I I believe that Elder Scrolls might have a deeper a deeper lore to it. Now, I could be wrong, but that's that's just my my feeling.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, in some ways, they they all, they all kind of really, kind of already have kind of covered this. Quote Silmarillion style because you know, I think there are there is literature out there about the people you know the, the 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 group that created Nern and um, Tamriel and things.
2: Oh no, there there is literature like that to be found in these games, and and that's amazing. I just wish um, they either had story quests that kind of accompanied that and brought it to the forefront instead of the obscure book that some players may or may not read or you know a compilation of of some of those stories all brought together into a narrative and presented in that I can get on Audible <laughs> yeah alright guys let's, uh, let's head on over to our
0: next next topic here that's ah, level scaling got that. Boy <laughs> <laughs> let's see what else we got here
1: so you really took that Bora lesson there
0: what's that yeah, you that boar lesson. Well, I'll tell you that boar—he won't—he uh, won't stand around to to get hit by a stray arrow uh, ever again.
1: <laughs> uh, as long as you is... use
0: all of it.
2: What's it? As long as you use all the boar, you're all right.
0: Right then, then you're okay. This is from Foxywan, and he's asking on the Elder Scrolls forums: Would you like things like hunger, thirst, and temperature to play a role in the Elder Scrolls? And he put up another poll, I'll get to that in a second, but first, here's his original post. So, I've been a fan of Skyrim since it came out, and it upsets me that I can't get the Frostfall mod, because I play on Xbox 360. I'd really love the option, like what you have in Fallout 3 and in New Vegas. Hunger, water, even temperature. Of course, it would need to be an option, but if it was, I would definitely turn it on. Hauling around a whole bunch of food that I only eat when I'm low in health just seems dumb. What do you guys think? I'm sure this has brought up, this has been brought up before. Now the poll that he put out was uh, 146 people had voted, and 58 said yes, I would like it, like, like you see in the frostfall mod. Uh, another uh, 21 said yes. I'd like it as if you were to see it in the in the Fallout series. 91 said yes, as long as I can turn it off. And 10 people said no, it would ruin it for me.
1: Hmm. Ruin it, it? would ruin it. Hmm.
0: That it would ruin the game form.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I know there was a year, there was like um, somebody made a YouTube video, uh, maybe a while back, maybe a year or so, asking if uh, Elder Scroll was dumbing down. Um, I think was the title. Um, Looks and like, um... people saying that adding something like s- something that's more immersive, saying it would ruin the game for me, would say that those ten people are. Probably a little bit more casual, and those are the kind of people that people say that Elder Scrolls is dumbing down for that, that was just my little comment about that but in general, I think that those ideas are really good because
0: what, to, to put um, you know restrictions like hunger and thirst and how temperature affects your character as a as a core game system?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think having survival aspects. I mean, I know I know survival is kind of the it word at the moment. You know, there's loads of games, loads of zombie survival games and things like that on Steam and all in early access and everything. So it's a bit cliche at the moment to say survival game, but that that's literally what it adds. And uh, I think it, it would add more of a twist and more of a gameplay mechanic, um, you know, and so you can't just stay up for twenty-eight days straight with no sleep and just having the odd drink when you've been hit a few times by a wolf. Uh, I think it'd be a really good addition.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you think it would be a good addition to have those those items those those things in the game be like a core a core part of the game systems
1: yeah maybe like 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 the guy was saying was maybe it's an option you could turn on maybe when you started the game you could do it like a hardcore mode which was the survival aspect or you could just run a, a you know like a regular game without that on right
0: see that's that's kind of what i was thinking that it would be it'd be a cool feature like in fallout you can you can turn it off you don't have to, you know, it's there for, for people who want to have that game experience. But if you don't, you don't have to use it. What do you think, John?
2: Yeah, I, I agree. It would be cool to see it as something that you, you opt into when you either start or at some point in the game you can decide to turn on. But I don't, I don't know if I consider it a survival piece as much as I consider it more of an immersion thing. Because, I mean, th- these games do a real good job. Of pulling you into the world, and you feel like you're you're this character, especially if you're you play kind of like uh, myself, Maury, and you of Arwen, where you, you we do have these character stories in our head. So when you have these needs that you have to tend to, instead of it being the game where you fast travel from dungeon to dungeon, now you're like, oh man, as much as I would like to go plunder another dungeon, I need to take a moment and you know get some food stockpiled up. Or perhaps go get some firewood because I know I'm going to be traveling north and it's going to get cold and I'm going to have to sleep at some point and need to find shelter. So it, it just it adds another layer of depth to the games and a, a pretty interesting gameplay mechanic that uh, I really enjoy playing.
0: Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. I In Fallout... I really enjoyed the the idea that that look how many arrows this woman has in her. <laughs> I really enjoyed the idea that those items, those those systems were in the game, but I never felt the need to turn it on myself. But I appreciated the fact that like that stuff
2: was there. So, it kind of makes it like because uh, as a few people are saying in the chat, you know. They'd love it as long as you could turn it off a lot like uh, a lot of people are referencing the Frostfall and Realistic Needs mod. And it it does add an, another layer of immersion to the game. You, you do kind of feel like you're in this character's shoes a little bit more when you do have to uh, sleep or eat or drink because of potential negative uh, buffs that will be put on you if you don't.
1: Exactly. I mean, one of the things that when 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 watching John play um, scar him, and Scar and like someone will run across a lake and he's like, "I ain't going in that. <laughs> I'm not getting wet for nobody." <laughs> <laughs> Just because of the, the negative effect it, it can have on your character. It's like you have to be, you have to really think about these things and like look after him or her in a in a way that you probably would. Yeah, yeah I'd, I probably shouldn't be something that's forced. But I think, like say, a hardcore mode where all that is is in would be would be amazing I think
0: Skyrim had a, a legendary it's got a legendary edition legendary mode to it
1: yes it does
0: do you okay uh, an invisible person is talking to me right now
1: oh, okay.
2: <laughs> are you in the town of invisible people
0: Apparently, there's a, an invisible person yep. telling me that he's invisible and he doesn't know why.
2: Uh, It would be the mage up the road.
0: Everyone in Oz... Os- oh, <laughs> Imagine how difficult it is to run into an inn when everyone is invisible. <laughs> <laughs> this, this should be interesting.
1: Well, it's like Predator Vision. You can just about see the outline of him. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I totally forgot what I was saying.
1: You were saying something about legendary difficulty oh. on uh, Skyrim?
0: Yeah, now I remember. Thank you. Um, see, things like that are okay to do on El- Classic Elder Scrolls Night. Because it's it's laid back. It's laid back. Yeah, um, yeah man. Legendary Edition. I mean... Do you Legendary Edition was was just hard enough for me to not play it because I felt like a complete noob. <laughs> but do you think that Legendary Edition is the kind of hardcore that kind of hardcore mode that that fans of Elder Scrolls want to play or do you think do you think um the kind of hardcore mode fans of Elder Scrolls want to play would you find in games like Fallout and and possibly that Frostfall mod, where you know um, aspects of your character like thirst and hunger and, and temperature really play a role in, in how you make decisions. Uh,
1: as, as, a, as a, a person that does actually play on Legendary, all Legendary means is one in every five hits does damage to an opponent. That's basically. All it is. The game is exactly the same as it is in Adept, except you're doing a, f- you know, four fifth less damage, and
0: One in every five hits
2: does yeah, damage. That's pretty much.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. So you know, you remember when you was hitting that ice cone in a Morrowind? <laughs> it's pretty much like that. You stand in there, you can fire five or six arrows and take him down very, very little, and things one-shot you. Yeah. So what's it like
2: being a masochist?
1: <laughs> I really like it.
2: I'd
0: imagine you'd have to. Yeah.
1: So, Apart from, I put in the, um, the Sky Re, which basically, if, if guys don't know, it's Skyrim Redone, which means they've kind of reworked a lot of the mechanics, and one of the things they've done is they've made it so you can't Cast a illusion spell on the same character twice, so you can't. Because I know, I know I watched a couple, I've watched. Yes, I've watched a couple of play, like a couple of playthroughs on Legendary on, on on the YouTube, where someone will calm a guy, hit him, then have to calm him again. You know to keep getting the the, the stealth bonus, but with the Skyrie done, you can't actually do that. So once you've calmed somebody, you can't put the spell on him again. So it makes it incredibly hard to to kill these guys.
0: Yeah, Uh, that sounds pretty tough.
1: But yeah, the hardcore, like when I was saying a hardcore mode would literally be adding in this kind of survival immersion type um, deal that we were talking about with those options.
0: (laughs) So then... I mean, do, what do you what do you think, Maury? And then we'll get to John. What do you think about um, hardcore? You know, what a hardcore mode for 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 fans of Elder Scrolls really means is it this Legendary Edition that you know Bethesda uh, conceived and thought up of, or would it really be something like like what this gentleman is is talking about?
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly what it would be. It it wouldn't be what what it wouldn't be the legend edition because it's actually the legendary edition I, I bought, which is which I think basically the legendary edition of Skyrim just means it comes with all the, it comes with all the DLC and this right. obviously it's been implemented with the new legendary mode. But yeah, to me a hardcore edition would be having to think of more than just fighting. It is surviving Skyrim. Which is basically what Frostfall is.
0: What about you, John? What do you think?
1: I'm with him. I think
2: uh, if if you're trying to appeal to the fans of the Elder Scrolls series already, they're going to be looking for more than just uh, either buffs to enemy HP or buffs to or you know reductions to your HP and your damage output. They're going to be looking for uh, a more immersive kind of way of going about raising the difficulty, whether that be making you find food, making you wear the right clothing in the right environments, uh, making you stay away from certain situations because of diseases you could get. I think that's what would make Elder Scrolls fans happy and would make the game more difficult but still more enjoyable. Right.
0: Well, um, I tend, to, I tend to agree with you guys on this. I mean, even though Legendary Edition was so hard that I couldn't even play it myself, so I mean I was overwhelmed by the challenge. And you know, it's not like I've been playing video games for, for five minutes, folks. you know I, I, like, like you listening and, and everyone else here, you know, I've been playing video games for a long time. Difficult. Legendary diff is, is very, very difficult. And uh all all the props in the world to, to Maury for being able to play something like that. But um I don't think that, you know it it's in a way, like I hate to say it, but I don't think it's enough. I, I think I think we definitely need a a sort of uh mode in the game where it incorporates all of these things that, that this person is talking about. Um, in this forum post, that yes, we, you know, a mode for for thirst, uh, hunger, and, and temperature in in these areas plays a vital role in in how you play the game, because you you find yourself automatically thinking differently. Elder Scrolls is it's all about your environment, and if your environment is is acting a certain way, you have to react to it. That's just the end of that. Um, that's what Elder Scrolls is. It's not necessarily you know. How much? How much, How much hit points does this guy have? It's it's really more about what am I? What is this dungeon presenting me with?
2: Well, and that, that's why I say Elder Scrolls fans will like this more, right? It's because we we a lot of us agree that one of the biggest main characters of these titles is the landscape. So, giving me more of a reason to interact with the landscape and think about it, uh, it is going to be great for Elder Scrolls series.
0: Agreed. What's, uh, what's some of the chat room saying on this?
2: Okay, so we have some people weighing in on the discussion. Once again, thanks for joining us, everyone. So, uh, let's see. Suspend Von Biscuit says, yes, as long as I can disable it, I'd use it. But I know some folks would hate it. Again, options are great. Uh Mike Cass says, "Frostfall and realistic needs and diseases never play without them." <laughs> Rage, go. our good buddy from Rift OTR, he says, "I like this idea. I think they should make food viable, and additionally, also add a spoil mechanic for food. So, if food items stay in your inventory for too long without being eaten, they will not they will rot and no longer be usable or useful." Uh, SOC Hobbit, another frequent says, uh, "If I could turn it off, it would be fine, but I don't know. I don't want to wander." the desolate passes around Winterhold while worrying about the cold and hunger. I think there are places for survival games and TES is not the game I want to see it in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Great thoughts. Um, that, I think, is the key for, for this kind of mode. If, if um, Bethesda does you know put in this kind of thing in their games, it's got to be tempered with this idea that it's a mode, you can turn it on, and we recommend that you do not. Because it's just like you see in in um, uh, New Vegas. All right, that was good. That was definitely good. And uh, obviously, you know, out of one hundred and forty-six people. You know, uh, the the breakdown of it was a lot more than 146 in total. I think uh, I think some people had voted twice <laughs> in certain areas. So, uh, here here's a here's a bit of a long one. This one comes from Layman, and he says, "What do you wi- what do you wish to see in uh, the next Elder Scrolls game?" Uh, this again comes from the elderscrolls.com forums. And he says, uh, just to make it short and sweet, I'd like to see another revolution in the series, much like the last two games. Possible ideas include multiplayer support. I'm going to list, I mean, he's got a paragraph for each one of these, I'm just going to list it. Multiplayer support, less loading screens, different settings. Respecking your character, having a mod engine out of the game. So, I guess regarding different settings. I'll read what he says at, because some of these are pretty uh, self-explanatory. He says, on different settings, I wouldn't mind being able to play in a different part of Tamriel that hasn't been detailed in other Elder Scrolls games, excluding the first two. What would be really awesome is to be able to explore all of Tamriel without a sacrifice in quality. This, however, would be really tricky to do, Look how long it took to make Skyrim. If they could pull it off, however, it would be totally amazing. And yes, I know they did this in at least the first game and maybe the second, but it generally sucked. (laughs) Wow, layman. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Uh, And then having a mod engine out with the game. That simple. Rather than waiting a year and improvising, I'd like for us to just go ahead and be able to mod the game the moment we've played through it don't mind the extra weight considering that I was wondering when or if the next Elder Scrolls game was coming out in time. See, now this this point here doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because when it came to Skyrim, I remember the mod mods were just coming out left and right.
2: Uh, well, with Skyrim, what happened um, after release as far as mods are concerned is there, a lot of mods were put out after the release, but they were not As high caliber as they could create, and they also weren't as uh, compatible as they could be because the creation kit wasn't out yet. Um, It was still maybe a month or two after release before the creation kit came out. It was not a year.
1: Um, No, not a year. It was only a month
2: or two. I think the year wait was uh, Morrowind's creation kit to come out, and that's why it's kind of a big deal that. Uh, they make a big deal kind of with their ad campaign with the anthology that you get the creation kit with Morrowind. Mm, okay. Uh,
0: no, I, I remember when the creation kit came out for – jeez, this freaking thing is pain in the neck. <laughs> um, I remember when the creation kit came out for Skyrim and it was, it was in January. I remember covering it on like our third or fourth episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record or at the time it was Skyrim Off the Record um and obviously the game came out in november 11th so it was almost 2 months
1: yeah
2: see so that that wasn't a very long wait and and kind of i love the discussion topic what do you want to see but i think some of the points he makes are um like the mod engine that that's re- yeah. respecting your character they introduced a fix to that uh with oh. with dlc
0: Let's 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 uh let's go this go with this point by point. Multiplayer support. Do you do you want to see in the next Elder Scrolls game some kind of multiplayer support?
2: I would like to see a co op uh, feature where basically all I do is pull Morik's character, say, into my game and as like a companion and have him help me. But I don't want him to have a lasting effect on my game,
0: okay now that to me sounds very similar to what happened in um Fable Two
2: I did not play it, but I will take your word for it oh, oh I didn't it's like, like how
0: that how that played out in fable Two to be honest, but um that's just that game, and that might just be me. However, on, on what you're talking about, generally speaking, I think um, a co-op type of, of Elder Scrolls game would be fantastic. I think a lot of people were, were definitely calling for that by the time Skyrim had come out. What do you think, Maury? Multiplayer support in the next Elder Scrolls game?
1: Uh, I think uh, we've spoke about it in some other, maybe on, on a different Classic Elder Scrolls night. But uh, would it be good to drag a friend in? Yes. How would they implement it? Like I say, like John was saying, would I? Would somebody just join you as like a random follower? And if you know, if they bought your character in as a character. Does that mean that you possibly have might have two Wabbajacks at one time? You know, two yeah. Orioles bow. A high, you know, I think if they was going to do a co-op, they they would have to do it. Um, really, they'd have to be really careful with it, or maybe do something like like I believe GTA Five has done for their online mode, is where you could just that where they've made like a. a a virtual presence online that you could just connect to and everybody's playing in the same world possibly uh so it takes you out of so that you know you actually have to click multiplayer and and load up into this particular server that maybe you have with your friends no see that's um,
2: a, that's an aspect i didn't think of and that, that might be an interesting uh thing to see them try actually the gta 5 approach yeah, maybe uh,
0: maybe like a shared server. You have like a a, a, a single player mode, and then a
1: yeah, because like I say, that way then people like mode. our beloved friend Shank would never have to see another person in this Elder Scrolls game. <laughs> <laughs> or even have the option to do it unless he went and clicked that multiplayer mode.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and I I think it's important to kind of discuss you know the way the industry is going with these kind of co op functions. It, would it require Skyrim to be always online or the next Elder Scrolls title to be always online and is that something we'd be willing to sacrifice ah not me no not me either i wouldn't want to have to rely on an internet connection because there's been many a times that my ISP has dropped and Skyrim has been there to get me through it
0: exactly that's yeah, right that's that's the thing too you know when it comes to when it comes to games like like Elder Scrolls this is no matter what game we're into, an Elder Scrolls fan knows that Tamriel is an escape, and we come here often, and we come here after a long time. But the thing is is we always come back. you know I mean um, you can you can play an MMO till your heart's content, but at some point, you know fans of Elder Scrolls know. I want to play Skyrim again. I want to get back into Oblivion again, and uh, to to be able to, you know, have the chance that, you know, just because it you can only play it when uh, with a with an active internet connection, that's going to turn a lot of people off. They're not going to like that. So I and I, I think even Bethesda would say like that's not even an option. They wouldn't even, they would never consider something like that.
1: Oh yeah, I know. But like the multiplayer section, like like I was mentioning, would. Possibly something that would only connect once you hit that um, multiplayer mode. If you right. don't have web connection, then it wouldn't even be, you know, to be greyed out or something. Right, I think, and I especially think if it comes out during through Steam. I mean, you can just click on. Whereas my friend playing is on multiplayer, we just jump in and join him. That that'd be, I think, that'd work really well. Oh, sure, absolutely. If they went but but yeah, I mean, just having, like. I don't think I would want uh, uh, like an option where I could invite someone to my single player world. I don't. I don't think I'd. I'd want that. I'd. I'd want a, a world that we could inhabit together, not jump into my mode, uh, where.
0: Yeah, some we, kind of um, single player option, and then, get yeah. to a server if you so choose.
1: Yeah, I would. I would rather the two were separate. I, I think.
0: agree. I definitely agree to that. So that that's his first point. What do you think about multiplayer being in an Elder Scrolls game? Less loading screens. He says, "I'd like to be immersed in the setting of the Elder Scrolls game without having to wait for a game to load every time I transition to a town or dungeon from the outside." It's okay for fast travel, but not when I'm just running around exploring. Am I am I the only guy out there that that doesn't is not bothered by loading screens like I Generally speaking, loading screens are not a difficult thing for me to get through. It, it I, I look at the artwork, I read the little tip on the bottom, I prop I learn something new about the game as a result, and then I'm in the place that I want to be. I mean, is that do you guys find loading screens to be annoying?
2: Um no. <laughs> I don't. One, because I see the technical need for the loading screens. I mean if if you took away the loading screen that instanced you from Skyrim proper into Whiterun, Whiterun would not look as detailed and as beautiful as it does. The waterfall, the water going through the city, all those effects that they could not technically do it and still give you a nice frame rate. Mm -hmm. um, Because there are mods out there that have attempted this, and if you run those as well as some of the graphical enhancements and texture packs, your frames are going to drop significantly.
0: Right. And that that's not to say that if given the option I wouldn't take an Elder Scrolls game that was perfect in both of those respects, that that, you know, it looked just as great and at the same time I got rid of those loading screens. I'm just saying that I'm I am noticing that there's a tremendous amount of 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 hate regarding loading screens and I sort of feel like, whereas I understand how people would be annoyed by them, I don't necessarily think at the same time that it really deserves the the kind of like, uh, you know, just unbridled hate and rage that it just promotes, especially regarding uh, MMOs. Well,
1: I think, you know, there's one thing we're talking about um, is, you know, with the game that shall not be named, is some people are coming to that game from only Elder Scrolls. Me, myself, I've played MMOs. You've played MMOs of Arwen. John's played MMOs. Loading screens are just part of the course. So sure. I think it, it might affect MMO, air quotes, veterans, maybe less than people who just play single-player games and don't see the need, perhaps.
0: Yeah, but even so, I mean, it's not like you don't have loading screens in single-player games. I
2: mean...
1: Well, that's what i say, but these people are hating on them. Well, <laughs> so, I think...
2: <laughs> Some of the hate comes from if you guys haven't played it on. Well, I know Var when you played it on an Xbox. I don't. I don't know what your loading screens were like, but my first foray into lost. Skyrim was on a PS3, and I can tell you the loading screens on that were none none too entertaining to sit through because it could be you know a three minute loading screen. Yeah, I think they can do a better job of the content that they display. Though um, the mod community did a great thing. At, uh, I don't know who did it, but. I think you guys actually featured it on Skyrim Off the Record, and I have it to this day. lore based loading screens, uh, you know. So the the text isn't so much of a hint as it's a little bit more of the information about the world. So it, it's entertaining to read, and I enjoy it. So perhaps they should just change the content that they display and make it make the loading screens a little more interesting. All right, uh,
0: different settings. Hmm. Yeah. See, he's saying different settings. Oh, as in different different places to to go. Um, so that yeah, okay, I understand what he's trying to say. <clears throat> so he would like to see an Elder Scrolls game that that wasn't just about you know Cyrodil or just about Skyrim, but but maybe uh, a game that that would incorporate a couple of those provinces or maybe all of Tamriel all at once. Would you guys like to see something like that in in the next Elder Scrolls game? Hmm. I'm, bite, I'm biting my tongue regarding regarding the MMO here. I'm biting my tongue hard <laughs> on
2: this.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that part of the appeal of these single-player games and part of the Character of these games is the world that you play in. So, I don't think you'd get the same effect from Skyrim if you were playing in Skyrim, Cyrodiil, Valenwood, and all these places because you wouldn't get the big vast area. You'd get these small digestible bits that they could actually fit into the game. So, I I think if you let them focus on one area at a time, you get more of the story and more of the lore from that area and the culture. I think that's a more interesting approach,
1: yeah, I mean I don't think they should have a let's let's do all of say the old Mary Dominion section as one game. i say just say, just have Ba wood, just have elsewhere, but make it massive, you know, make it as possibly big as you can, fill it with content. You know, they're gonna they gonna be one main story. You don't want one main story that travels it all the way around the world. Can you imagine how many side quests that'll be? <laughs> how many find me some Nern root and and some red Nern root and things like uh, that?
2: Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> giant stones there would be if you had to find one all over Tamriel. Oh
1: god! Yeah, It'd it, it just. And like you know, like I say, it took them so long to make Skyrim. Imagine how how you know if you want a fully fleshed world, you're talking about how long would it take them for the next Elder Scrolls game to come out?
0: Well, let's put it this way: it's it's taken them six years to uh, to to release the MMO.
1: So, uh, and, and even that's, that's not a full time It's not like a full time reality. It's like uh, sections of each part, right? Um, at launch, anyway. So, at launch, I, anyway. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 don't think so. I, I, I don't think I would be. <sighs> Not that I would be okay with it. It's just, I, I, I think, uh, it's it would be the way they do these games. I think it would be way too massive, to really appreciate it. Um, on a, on on a scale that we do appreciate, Elder Scrolls games because, you know, we we know we know there's a, a finite amount of of room inside these games, and even though each one is is much bigger than the next, we we take our time with it. You know, an Elder Scrolls game comes out once every five, six, sometimes well, seven years maybe. Every five to six years, you know, we're going to be in that game, playing it as the Latest Elder Scrolls game for five to six years, so we explore every nook and cranny. We walk to locations just to just to find those nooks and crannies, and you know, I mean, if if they he made a tremendous game that took in, let's just say, all of you know, um, Cyrodiil, and then Skyrim, and I don't know, Morrowind. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it would be so big that you, you, it would it would take you so long to find to find anything that it would kind of be a pain in the neck, to be honest.
1: Uh, exactly, and you know, like like at the minute with Skyrim, there's so much love for the Nords now, and so much hate for the Elves. You, I don't think you'd grow as attached to to a certain race because you would just be a diluted world. And, and, you know, that's, like, you know, you, you'll you get people who say, well, I, I'm a Stormcloak through and through, or I, ah, oh, Imperial Legion. But if you're in the entire world, there's there's going to be so many different factions and things. It's just going to be way too fractured. And I, I don't think it would work properly.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's where I am. I, I think, you know, it, it really is beautiful how they focus in on one Providence or one area at a time and they give you you get the feel of the culture in that area, and I think that would definitely be something that's lost on a big, expansive world. I don't think, you know, there'd be so much work that they have to put into this game that you wouldn't get that level of detail that you get in Skyrim with the interaction between the Nords and the foreign races. Oh, yeah. Not not to mention the
0: fact that you spend
2: so much time
0: in these games exploring and whatnot and talking to NPCs and and learning all the different intricacies of these of the game, that you know, you sort of you you sort of learn the the place, and you you learn the history, and you learn um, I'm out of arrows. You, <laughs> you learn uh, all this all this stuff that you wouldn't if you had so much to explore that it would it would it would keep you from doing those things.
1: And then there's the point as well. There's, say, Elder Scrolls Six was all of Tamriel. Then the next game has to be all of Tamriel, just in a different time phrase. And so they're going to have to keep doing that. Whereas if they do just little con, you know, just the little countries, then they can have it. They can have that country in any timeline that they want. You know, so you you could they could do an Elder Scroll Six that ran alongside. The Skyrim game, you know, the same kind of time zone. You could have, like, some of the elves' reaction to what's going on in Skyrim, or you could have the elves' reaction to what's happening in Oblivion. Sure. They can they can choose any timeline in, in this one country rather than having to choose a timeline for the entire world.
0: All right. Um, and then respeccing your character now this this was brilliant i i loved it when they added this to to skyrim Uh, he says uh very few choices should be permanent in skyrim perhaps your name and maybe even gender could be irreversible and even then i doubt it would be satisfactory being able to reallocate your stats and skills at a price would be very nice and save us the trouble of modding it now he says Skyrim, obviously, you know, he may not be aware of the feature in the game where you can do this, but in the next Elder Scrolls game, do you think respeccing your character is going to be, is gonna be um, needed and, and necessary and wanted?
2: I hope that from them putting the option in DLC, I mean, they did have it, you could access the race menu from the console commands, but that would shut off your Steam achievements. Um, But I think adding the NPC to the game, I hope, is an admission from them that it is something they need to put in the game. Just because you may get tired of how your character looks or maybe you've been playing the game so long and you're that kind of immersion person where you feel that you need to reflect aging or change in your character in some way or stuff like that. So I think, you know, those of us that kind of role play or put a story to the character really appreciate it. And it's something that Bethesda should add in their games going forward. What about you, See, I'm, diff-
1: I, I'm not, I'm not particularly for respecing in a single-player game, to be honest. Um, because you know what, you you can make the decision to join the Dark Brotherhood, and you can make the decision not to join the Dark Brotherhood. You make a decision where you, where you put your skill point. Now, when you chose that skill point, you probably chose it for a good reason. So, I think that you should stand by decisions.
2: Well, Maybe. I mean, it could be argued in Morwin and Oblivion that you could handicap a character in such a way because you did not know how the system worked that you'd have to restart your game.
1: Yeah, but I think I think they're clever enough in game design nowadays that that probably wouldn't be a a thing now. Hopefully.
2: So, what about doing it for just the cosmetic reasons of? you know changing the appearance of your like a a barber shop if you would.
1: I don't see a problem changing appearances. Hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, I I mean I'm glad I'm glad Maury sort of sort of disagrees on that. Um I, I do see how standing by your decisions and being thoughtful and not reckless with with those decisions as you're leveling up your character, um, with the mindset that, well, if I make a mistake, I can always just go back and who cares, and I can understand how that's rewarding in and of itself. Um, but, but for me, I would, I would have to say that I would, I would rather have a respec in there, you know, for, for the very same reason that that uh, John brought up and the fact that you know what if you do make a mistake what if you get to the the uh, you know the the midpoint of your character and all of a sudden you're like this is not this isn't what I wanted and I don't really feel like going back and that has turned people off to to Elder Scrolls games uh, and and games in general Um, the the threat of going back and having to re Okay. Um, the threat of going back and, and having to redo all of that, you know, is, is not definitely not cool.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. But like, like say an, an immersion uh, kind of point. Say, say you you spent the first twenty-seven levels being a sneaky archer, and you you know your archer is up to a hundred, and you've got seven points in it. And then, then, wow, well, naked shank. Okay, uh, <laughs> Yikes. Look away from the screen. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then you say, you know what? I'm not really, I'm not really digging the archery. Now I've got it at a hundred. I'm going to go two handed. And so you say, well, let's go and respect I'll take all the points out of archery and fill up my two handed. So you know, you basically kind of cheated yourself out of all that two-handed play uh, and I don't think you should should be able to put it straight in I think um, I think maybe they could, you could do a respec but you still have to level that skill so maybe you've got 10 points sitting not doing anything but I don't think you should gain all the perks without actually progressing that skill
2: well, the way the respec works, doesn't it just refund you the points? But if you haven't leveled up that ability enough to spend the points where you would, if you know what I mean? I uh, instance, I've,
1: I've never looked into actually respecking. All right, so,
2: so I'll, I'll explain it. The, the one hand tree, say you're level 50 in it and you've specced into it level 50, and you respec and you pull all those points out and you want to put them in archery. But your archery is only level 20. You'll only be able to spend points up to level twenty, still, because you haven't worked on your archery enough to unlock those other stars. The, yeah, that you know, makes sense.
1: Yeah, uh, so. that, yeah, I'll be, I'll be all right. I'll be all right with that. So that, that's already in the system. Yeah, yeah. Because so I, I, just, I was just assuming that. Oh, uh, so I'm a hundred in archery. I can just go and put a hundred points in. Uh, Two-handed life, I wanted to, but yeah, that now that makes sense. So yeah, that that'd be good, I suppose. Make sure that's in it. <laughs> U-turn live.
0: All right, and <laughs> let's see what else. Uh that's it. Having a mod engine without the without the game. So yeah, there, there you go.
2: No, I mean that that's that's what he kind of wanted to see, but I mean when it comes down to it, what what is the one thing of Arwen that that you would love to see in the next elder single player elder scrolls title? Uh, a new single player elder scrolls title.
1: <laughs> just just any game.
0: Yeah.
2: Um you hear that, Bethesda? You guys put out a, a CD-ROM that says uh, "New Elder Scrolls" title, and you have a guaranteed sixty dollars coming to you from a Varwin. It's just going to happen. That's yep. that's the way. That's just going to turn out.
1: <laughs> yeah. In fact,
2: I mean, he'd give you the sixty now if you asked. And
0: oh, then but then a year later, and, when you
1: make a collector's edition, he'll buy that.
0: <laughs> and, and you know what? The funny part is, Bethesda knows that. I had them sign a cruddy copy of Game Informer when I, when I spoke to them, you know, way back when. Uh, <laughs> I had Matt Grandstaff sign that that ridiculous thing, and. I'm sure he he hated me for it, but he did it like a champion. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm such a fanboy. It's it's just ridiculous. It's not it's not it's, even appropriate.
2: There's got to be something <laughs> you want to see in the next one.
0: I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to just go ahead and say that I think co-op is is definitely something that it's it's something that I thought was missing
2: from Skyrim well perhaps that's a, that's the side effect of because like you i would gather with my friends and dis- discuss our experiences uh like you did on skyrim off the record so it just became to the point where it's like man i just want to be there alongside of our going through that dungeon rather than listen and share the stories with my friends i'd rather have them there to experience it with me
0: yeah yeah i i, I mean that's what it what it boils down to is just that you the experiences that you have in this game um can be so strong that you you really do long to to share them as they happen with, with the people that you're closest with I mean it's just it's just a natural thing for for a person to want to do it's just experience that's why you go to it's why it's weird to go to movies with You know, by yourself, you tell a person, "I want to go see that movie by myself," and they look at you like, "Really? Like that's how is that? That's a little weird. I don't even. I've never done that before." (laughs) If you're going to have an emotional experience or any kind of engaging experience, you usually choose to to have a friend by your side, and that's that's I think what strikes the heart of having a multiplayer option inside of an Elder Scrolls game, even if it were just co-op. Well said. All right. Um that's it, man. That's those are those are our discussion topics for the evening. Uh we're rounding up on an hour and a half this evening and if you've enjoyed the podcast so far, I, I appreciate you listening. Um I do feel it's necessary to to talk about our sponsor a little bit, which is Tweaked Audio. Uh tweakedaudio.com is their website and you can uh buy from them earbuds. Headphones, great great quality stuff. Um, I like to say that their their quality is comparable to some of the big name guys out there like Bose. Um, for for our brown twenty five thirty dollars, you can get near high end hundreds of dollar high end earbud quality headphone quality uh, right out of these suckers. You get free shipping worldwide. Doesn't matter where you live on on good old planet Earth. Um, they will ship it to you for free. So, so, Maury, where do you live?
1: Uh, Mundus.
0: Okay. Well, unfortunately, they can't ship to Mundus for free. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anywhere around the world, with the exception of Mundus.
1: Uh, well, luckily, I do have some tweaked audio, and I got them while I was in England. Uh, but I'm, I'm I'm off with the ferries now, so I'm in Mundus. <laughs> Oh, there
0: you go. Uh, any yeah. any kind of any kind of earbud to fit your style exists over at tweakedaudio.com. They have they have just straight up headphones. Plug them in your your MP3 device and and often often there you go and you listen to your favorite stuff uh, on the go. Maybe even our podcast. They have they have headphones with microphones on them. This way you can you can plug them into your smartphone and you know as you're on the move you get a phone call. As you're driving, a very, very quick, uh, easy thing to just switch right over your phone call and talk right there and and have a good time. Uh, Off the record, don't forget that. Why? Because that's that's our code to give to you. That's our thanks for saying, thanks for listening to Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Thanks for listening to Classic Elder Scrolls Night and everything Quest Gaming Network has to provide. We're going to give you 30% off your entire order. At tweakedaudio.com by using that code off the record, all one word. No no spaces on there, please. Off the record, all one word. 30% off your entire order. Free shipping, quality earbuds, and unbeatable customer service. Anything ever happens to your earbuds, give them a call. Hey, this is so-and-so. My earbuds uh, are, are broken. No problem, Mr. So-and-so. We'll ship them to you. A new pair for free. They replace them for free most of the time. I've called them up with ridiculous things like, My cat chewed through my earbuds. Can you please send me new tweaked audio earbuds for free? Because I'm an idiot. And you know what they say? You are an idiot. But good sir, we will.
2: <laughs> I see that coming on <laughs> my horizon.
0: Yeah, you got, a, you got a brand new kitten, right?
2: Yep. So he has a fascination with the wire to my tweaked audio earbuds as well. So... They may or may not be getting a call from me in the near future. It's the same sob story. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, here, here's, yeah. A, here's a funny story on top of this
0: sob story. Um, I mentioned this once when we were doing, um, way back when we were doing, I think it was uh, Skyrim off the record. I told that story, and we actually got a one-star review on iTunes for me telling that story. Someone had thought that I had made it up. And they gave us a one-star, even if I did make it up, which I didn't. Why is that worth a one star review? The whole podcast sucks because of this one story this jerk told. <laughs> wow. Yeah, awesome. Anyway, um, there there it is. Thank you very much, Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com. 30% off, all one word with the code off the record. And uh, go buy yourself some fantastic earbuds at tweakedaudio.com.
1: Oh, and that's another one star review. Yeah. Yep, Good it's coming. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, as I well as say... orders for prawn crackers.
0: I didn't say Beans and Franks. So.
1: Is that to, sure. I don't know what don't Franks are. Is that something to do with the French people?
0: <laughs> right.
1: Because <laughs> I think they've got to the Euro now. And I assume that Tweet Claudio do accept Euros as well.
0: Over in France, yeah, they, they accept uh, French orders. They do that. I just love yeah. looking through chests. That's, that's what I love. If you're hearing in-game it. sounds on the podcast, by the way, that is because I'm playing the game live... In our chat room Having a great time of it
1: I been... wrote twitch.tv quest Gaming network
0: that, That'd be it, I'm having a uh, Doing a fairly decent job this time
2: Yeah, uh, you die less than I do Yeah so That's, it, that's
0: not easy to do that in, in Oblivion, it's very easy To die a lot in Oblivion
2: I don't
1: know if uh, Are you lost there. in this dungeon? Because you seem to be doing the same route
0: Alas, <laughs> I am, in fact. And I have a map, too. That's what's embarrassing. Um, yeah, I think I've seen you look at
2: it a few times.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so to take some of the embarrassment off myself, I'm going to shift it on to, on to uh, Mori. Oh, hello. And and uh, just sort of throw out there, this is a brand new feature for Classic Elder Scrolls Night. First of all, the format is completely brand new, and this is sort of our pilot. If, um, if you don't like it, uh, blame Supa. No, it's my fault.
1: I'm sorry. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is the uh, Red Baron of the classic Elder Scrolls, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh... And he was a pilot, by the way. Just in case anybody's wondering, I believe he right. was a pirate. Anyway, yeah. A pilot, not a pirate. W-
0: World War Two. Yeah. 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 German.
1: German. German pirate. Pirate. R. German pirate R I are getting me in measurements.
0: R. More, you've got. Guy? You've got your own segment, my friend.
1: Yes. And uh, just like that random segue, we'll be going into a random book That's over right. at
0: so keeping the aerial
1: Library.
0: Keeping up with our dedication to the lore of Elder Scrolls.
1: .info, and I'll post that in the chat room in Twitch.
0: We have uh, a a random a random book from the Imperial Library that Maury will will uh, extract and and read to us in his beautiful English accent.
1: Yeah, so if you're a fan of uh, Rift OTR, you you might have seen this pop up once or twice, and you'll know that the embarrassment that can ensue from random books is quite high chance of <laughs> happening. You know, that's another segue into the fact that Yvonne's still lost in this cave.
0: No, I'm, I'm on my way out.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right, okay, so I've got random book, and it is called Numantia Intercept, letter number five. And the author is New Hatter. So I, I think that's some kind of street word for saying I have a new hat. Or something, or I'm the man who makes hats, new hatter.
0: Just, uh, just read the book, more.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm, I'm so not down with the kids. So uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just read this. I'll scroll the book.
2: Don't want
1: to. <sighs> And it says, council members, haste, Trump ceremony. I trust that the learned may differentiate between the tower. Of metaphysics and the towers of history. Let us begin the lesson eights. What are the towers? They are magical and physical echoes of the Earth tower, Adamantia. Adamantia was the first spike of unassailable reality in the dawn, otherwise called the Zero Stone. The powers at Adamantia were able to determine through the stone the spread of creation and their parts in it the powers also created red tower and the first stone this allowed the Mundus to exist without the full presence of the divine in this way the powers of Adamanti granted the Mundus a special kind of divinity which is called Nern. The Consequence of Variable Fate After these two acts, which is commonly called the Convention, the gods left the earth. As they were the most powerful of lesser spirits in the ages of the Convention and eager to emulate what they saw, the Aldmer began construction of their own towers. They were built more than one shows you that they were not of one mind. The Aldmer began to split along cultural lines on how best to spread creation and their parts in it. Each tower that was built exemplified a separate accordance. The The Sundering of Purpose is the myth of destruction of old Murris outside of the dawn, and even then only in the dream time of his landscape, where there was never terrestrial homeland of the elves. Old Elmthi is a magical ideal of mixed memories of the dawn. Do not believe the written histories. All mortal life started on the starry heart of Dawn's beauty, Tamriel. If we are in haste, why are we being lectured about the metaphysical meaning of Tower in ancient Obmarish theology? I will have my adjoint inform me. If anything of substance is revealed here, I suggest the rest of the council do likewise. We have matters of real importance to discuss with the Emperor today. Akato I will second the Chancellor, though he needs none. If the gentleman surrounded by moths would please move to the present threat assessment phase of this quadrograph. Ashfat and Talibis. And that is New Mantia Intercept Letter 5 over at the Imperial Library Random Book. So, awesome.
0: Yeah. Wow. Great job, Maury.
1: Yeah, I thought it was uh, quite interesting and a nice little uh, nice little look and kind of a a history of the entire world, I suppose, in some way.
2: Yeah, a bit about the fall of the uh, home of the, the Aldmer, Dominion.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize there was a uh, cultural split between the Altmer.
1: Hmm. So, uh-huh. uh... It's very good. I quite like that. Yeah. And that is the end, thanks to the Imperial Library. And you can find them at... Uh, www.imperiallibrary.info.
0: And uh, John, you said that you had a uh, you had a mod that you wanted to discuss
2: today. Well, being relevant with the show, uh, we were discussing whether or not you'd like to have um, hunger, thirst, and temperature in your Elder Scrolls game. And a lot of people in chat already referenced to using this mod, uh, Frostfall by Chesco. You can find it on the Skyrim Nexus. Um, It is a mod that uh, has three main components. Hypothermia, cold water survival, and camping equipment. The primary objective of this mod is to add a deep, immersive level of gameplay to Skyrim while keeping tedium to a minimum. An immersive mod should never get in the way of having fun. Crossfall uses a sophisticated system to track your location, weather, time of day, worn clothing, and more to determine your current condition in a seamless and immersive way. It also features a large variable of craftable camping equipment, including craftable torches. It is highly customizable and very compatible with most other mods, including Climate Tamriel, Wet and Cold, Worn Cloaks, Food, Timescale, Lighting, Werewolf, and Vampire mods. See the compatibility link below. Uh, This is taken right from their uh, Skyrim Nexus page, which I've linked to in the chat. Hmm. This mod uh, is awesome. I run it. They do a great way of incorporating uh, new UI elements to help communicate your condition that are not immersive breaking. They fit the UI that's already existing very well. They fade in. They only give you the information when it's relevant to you at that time. Uh, if there's a change of some kind so it that's great and it just it adds that layer of depth and it, it brings you into the world because you do have to think things out you can't just wear you know leather armor and go climbing the to the throat of the world you have to prepare and you have to make sure you have a cloak and a hood and you bring firewood if you're gonna be going up into the night and i believe more you you run with this mod as well don't you
1: Uh, Yeah, I do. I I find it um, it's just excellent. And you know, going back to the question of what would you like to see in the next game, and honestly, I would like to see Bethesda's version of this implemented, put that hardcore mode in, Um, because I mean, I believe that mod is something probably in the top fifty all-time mods on Nexus of um, Skyrim. So it's definitely something that people using, and I think people would love to see that implemented by Bethesda.
2: Yeah, just to give them some uh, some of their accolades, Mod of the Month, January 2013 on Skyrim Nexus. Uh, they were featured in PC Gamer Magazine UK, April 2013. Um, and they've made the mod compatible with False and Worm's Tooth, which are uh, two mods that add additional content, uh, both of significant size, to the world. And they've given you the support for those uh, environments as well.
0: That's uh, that's uh, some mod, man. It's some mod. Where now? Where where can uh, where can people get this?
2: It is available on the Skyrim Nexus.
0: Okay, so it's not it's not on the workshop though.
1: Uh, no, I think it requires SKSE. Um, so I'm not sure that uh, the ne- the the workshop really handles SKSE. Yeah. SKC.
2: yeah. Yes it okay. does, but that's because uh it also it's very customizable so it has uh settings support it has its own settings menu,
1: yeah, so it's good for the um the in the sky UI, there is the mod configuration point which is uh, which is i hope something as well that Bethesda implement it would be a well, at least for the p c part of the game would be that kind of sky u i kind of feel
0: yeah that's that's a that's a really good Point there, <laughs> Maury, because the UI in Skyrim was really bad. Um, I understand what they were trying to do with it, but it—I don't think it reached its intended purpose.
2: Controller heavy.
0: Yeah, extremely. Yeah. And um, I hope they change that up coming uh, for the next the next iteration. I think something like Sky UI would be good for controllers as well as mouse and keyboard as well. Alright, I mean that's that's basically the show tonight, fellas. So um, you know, hopefully hopefully you enjoyed it. Or at least all of our planned out discussion topics and, and whatnot.
2: What'd you guys think of the show? I had a blast. I thought we had some pretty interesting uh, discussion about single-player Elder Scrolls games.
1: Yeah, it, it felt really good to, to talk Elder Scrolls classic, I suppose. Classic Elder Scrolls Knight. Yeah, That's what it's about, man. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I think hopefully uh, the chat rooms enjoyed it. Hopefully Mr. Random YouTube Guy enjoyed it. And hopefully... People have downloaded it and gave a listen, and not said, "Who are these two fools with our main man of Arwen? What what they're doing?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, uh, the chat room—they they loved it. Thanks for coming out, guys. Thanks for the discussion and the input. You guys did a great job uh,
1: carrying along with us. Yeah, and I would I would like to take um, just this moment to promote something else that me and uh, Mister Super do, yes, along with. Sovereign, uh, Mr. Will, who is uh, the third community manager over QGN, is um, Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. We do a QGN community game night, which this this week we will be doing Team Fortress 2. And if you are part of our Steam group, QGN, uh, there is actually an uh, announcement on there. I put the Twitter up about it the other day, uh, letting people know what the game was. And also Facebook and um, Google Plus will have the information. If you're watching us on Twitch, uh, down there is the little mumble port where the QGN is. and you know, we get got a lot of people hanging out there. Me and Super are in there a lot of the time. We'd love you to have, come and hang out with us uh, tomorrow, which is uh, Saturday the 28th. 9 p.m. Eastern, playing some Team Fortress 2. We played it about three week ago, I think, and we had a lot of fun. A lot of people turned up. It was a good laugh. So, uh, you know, it's free to play. Just download it off the um, off the Steam and uh, come and play with us. That, that came out wrong. Come and join the fun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as creepy as Maury made that sound, it, it is a great time. Uh, you guys should definitely come out, you know, <laughs> Even if if you don't play the game, you're more than welcome to come hang out with us on Mumble. We stream it live here on Twitch, and we just, you know, we talk games, talk what's going on in the network, hang out with everyone, and have a great time. And we tend to play games that me, Maury, and Will suck at, so you guys get to kill us a lot, so, yeah. (laughs) Is that the
0: the intended purpose?
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, we go with what the community wants, and that seems to be their goal, so... Oh, okay. yeah' it's to cause us as much pain as possible,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah so embarrassing times usually for us us three um but you know we are there to service that sounds wrong again. I'm stopping <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but yeah we we're, we're there to uh to welcome you into the qgen community and you can come and play with us you know if if we're lucky sometimes some of the guys will jump on with us who you may know and love listening to if they've got the time not always but still it's usually a packed out um, mumble and we have a we have a good laugh and it's just a really good time you have oh, the show back moment.
0: always always a, <laughs> it's always uh it's always a great evening uh Community community game night, and from what I understand, it's it's getting a lot bigger too. Uh, a lot of people are are actually jumping in there and and hanging out and talking, and it's it's really starting to flesh itself out to be the community event that uh, you know we we conceived it to be. So you know, if you listen to if you if you listen to QGN, guys, you know this is this is definitely something you you want to you want to jump into and. And have fun with, because it's, it's there for you.
1: Yeah, also, um, like John was saying, this is what the community choose. If you head over to uh, questgamingcommunity.com, that is our forums. And we have a little um, community game night post in the general section. You can come and uh, suggest a game, and hopefully uh, it'll be one that we play eventually.
0: Yeah. Don't forget uh, about our Steam group as well.
1: Yeah, the Steam group. Uh, I don't exactly actually have the link on me. But, you know, yeah, you just uh, search for
2: quest game the real network. Quest
1: game or something.
0: The Quest Gaming Network, yeah.
1: So, yeah, look for us on Steam as if you're on there. And we'd be uh, remiss not to mention that, as it is classic Adder Scrolls, you might still be able to get Morrowind off of Steam sale for really cheap don't know how long it's going to last, but, um, yeah, if you don't have in, now's a good time to buy it.
0: Yeah, very, very true. I'm not too sure if it's, uh, still on sale. It was, it was a couple of hours ago and...
1: Yeah. But,
2: uh, it is 9.99 as oh, the land, 53
1: p.m. Eastern. Okay. Ah, oh, missed out on that. But if you're following us on Facebook or Twitter, we did, um, announce it so hopefully you saw that and um, snapped up a real bargain mm-hmm.
0: well um i'd like to say that in just a few minutes we're going to have a star wars the old republic stream with myself and and lou we're going to be playing a little swotor so if you're interested in that kind of thing uh hang out in our in our chat room uh for those of you listening on the podcast, thank you so much for downloading. Thanks for for watching us on YouTube. Thanks for being in our live chat room, everyone in there. Thanks so much for for being here. Um this was this was a lot of fun for me and uh I, I think I think classic Elder Scrolls night with this format sort of lives up to its grandiose name a little bit better uh by by doing it this way and uh Yeah, so I'm going to release this on on our feed. Uh, This way all can can share and listen and have fun with. Take care, everyone. Be safe. Have a good night. And may the foos be with you.
1: Good night, guys. Take care. God bless.
2: (laughs) See ya.